Welcome to Him for Her Radio. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him Prison Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. Sugbury, and you are with us on Him for Her Radio. Yes, you heard me right. Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. Um, I want to thank you for tuning in today. This is a topic that you have requested. It's a tough topic. Everyone should listen, and everyone should be educated on this important topic. I want you to do yourself a favor and grab a pen and a paper, because what we're going to talk about today could impact your life as well as the lives of others. Um, it's a life or death matter. If you choose to listen, you can make a difference. This topic is on the news and the media way too often. Today's topic is called the warning signs of suicide. Yep, you heard me right. The warning signs of suicide. As much as I would like to touch topics that are just fun and joyful, this is one that's so important and plagues all of us in one way or another. Most recently, those who have died by suicide are well-known names, such as Robin Williams, Anthony Bourdain. However, I know of several families personally that have been devastated and torn apart by suicide. Today, we are covering part one, the warning signs of suicide. And next time, when you tune in, we're going to have part two on a, a part of this that isn't often talked about, which is called how to heal from suicide. Now, please be aware Before we bring today's topic, it is sensitive, and it may bring up very strong emotions. If you or someone you love is struggling with thoughts of suicide, would you please immediately call this number? I want you to have a pen. I'm going to repeat it again throughout the airing, but I want you to know now the number is 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K, or 8255. I'm going to repeat that, one 800 Two seven three eight two five five. Now again, grab a pen and paper and start taking notes. Or you can always re-listen to this as a podcast on himprisonministries.org. H-I-M prisonministries.org on podcast. I would like to welcome my guest, Glenn Bloomstrom, to Him for Her Radio. Welcome, Glenn. Thanks, Shug. Good to be with you. I'm so glad that you're here. I first met you at a suicide training event called Safe Talk at Westwood Community Church with Living Works. And oftentimes, inmates are suicidal during and after prison. That's why I attended. I wanted to be prepared. I wanted to be alert. I wanted to know what to look for. And I have to say, I've gone to several other seminars, and this was the most informative, deep one that I was able to take tools with me to learn what to do next if someone is suicidal. Suicidal. Within 24 hours, Glenn, you might not know this, I had an opportunity to use what you had taught me at that seminar. Now, before I begin, though, please allow me to share a little bit about our guest today. He is um, accredited with all sorts of um, commendations. His military awards include the Bronze Star, 
the Defense Superior Service Medal, the Legion of Merit, the Combat Action Badge, Ranger Tab, and the Master Parachutist Badge with Combat Star. As I read his bio, ladies and gentlemen, I couldn't believe the life that this man has led. He has brought his beautiful wife with today. Her name is Ruth. They have three grown children who serve in the military and vocational ministry. Welcome, Ruth, as well. Um, But I want you, Glenn, to just share a little bit about your past and how uh, you happen to be here with us talking about suicide. Well, thanks, Yog. It's it's just humbling to see how God has led in our lives. I I grew up in a military family. My dad was a career sergeant major, and he really wanted me to get my education. So he retired to Brainerd, Minnesota, and uh, went to Bethel, Bethel Seminary, and uh, then I, we went, uh, Ruth and I, we went on active duty for 30 years. Mm. My home church was ordained, downtown Minneapolis, Bethlehem Baptist Church, and we've come back in 2011 after uh, 30 years of service. Just a wonderful time. I teach pastoral counseling at a church-based seminary at Bethlehem, and I work for Living Works Education. They mm. are a leading, world-leading suicide intervention training company, uh, and we've worked with Department of Defense, and we're in many, many uh, countries throughout the world, 7,000 trainers. Mm. Yeah. You know, I have to say, I'm going to repeat the name of that group. It's Living Works Education. It was an amazing training. I hope and plan to do even more with you guys together. Um, and I would Great. encourage everybody to write that down and, and Google it. Um, it's easy to find online and sign up for any of the classes that are coming up. Again, this is Shugbury, him for her radio. Welcome. This is Women's Hot Topics. And this is one of the topics that you have brought up. The topic today are the warning signs of suicide. I tell you, every single person needs to hear this. Ladies, grab a pen, um, grab paper and, and just be alert and in tune to what God is going to present to you today. So, Glenn, let me ask you this question. Why do people get to the point where they even consider suicide? Well, you know, there's a lot of things that we call contributaries to people uh, having thoughts of suicide. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be something, a loss of a relationship is often a common trigger in the military. Mm. Um, Also, some legal issues, facing something very embarrassing. Uh, It could be bankruptcy. It Mm. could be severe illness. It could be the suicide of a family member or friend Mm. that could trigger a person to consider suicide themselves. Mm -hmm. So, But uh, theoretically, there's a guy named Thomas Joyner from the University of Florida. He's kind of come up with three big things. One is that people begin to feel that they're a burden, that their loved ones or their, their friends would be better off if they weren't around. And and this is a real belief. And I think a lot of friends try, want to talk them out of that. But it's real for them at that point. And secondly, they might not feel that they belong anymore. And, you know, that's when you lose that relationship, when you're about to be released from your job, fired. Mm-hmm. You know, your identity is threatened. So these are the two big things people are thinking about. And so, to you know, those are broad categories mm-hmm. that can fit a lot of life circumstances. But then the third part is they acquire a ca- capacity. The more they think on these two things, the more that their thinking becomes real, that this is a, a realistic solution to a problem. Mm-hmm. They acquire a fearlessness. Mm. 
about thinking about that, and it becomes, becomes logical to them. And when all three of those intersect, they're at risk. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of PowerPoint presentations out there of groups of people. Yes, veterans. Yes, older men. Our veterans, a lot of them are Vietnam vets, but those younger vets that have experienced combat sometimes are not belonging anymore, mm -hmm. feel that they're a burden, uh, you know, to their families because of traumatic brain injury or because of post-traumatic stress, mm -hmm. you know, or combat sexual trauma in the case of women. This puts people at risk. And what's really important is that we tell people when we see these changes. That's what's, what's really important. And then ask clearly and directly, mm -hmm. are you thinking about suicide? Mm -hmm. How do you know when a person is thinking about suicide? Well, a lot of the times we can see changes. We can see changes in a person's hygiene, and their sleeping patterns, their, their caring about anything to do with life. So we see a lot of changes. We can also hear things like, oh, you all would be better off without me. Mm. You know, these kinds of comments that if we're not listening closely, they just kind of pass over. But people are literally consciously or unconsciously inviting somebody. Mm -hmm. So they might sense a real shift. And this is a negative shift most of the time, where they care about their work, deadlines, uh, and I, as I said, their appearance, mm -hmm. um, where they maybe lose hope in their faith as well. All of a sudden, they have doubts about God, you know, severe doubts. And, and then finally, uh, life situations. You know, they're facing uh, prison. Uh, they're facing maybe release from prison. Mm -hmm. They're not sure about what that's going to be like. They, they're very comfortable in their world, mm -hmm. you know, behind bars. And so these major changes, what you hear, see, sense, or know about their life situations can put a person at risk. Mm -hmm. So when we see those changes, we have to tell a person I noticed this change. And as I said a moment ago, we need to ask clearly and directly, are you thinking about suicide? If you're just tuning in, this is Him for Her Radio. This is Shugbury, the host of Women's Hot Topics. And we are here today with our guest, Glenn Bloomstrom. And I am just so thankful that he is here with us. He is now going to equip us with giving us some tools and the abilities to do now what? Let's say, as he has led up to this point, someone seems like they're making changes in their life. He talked about hygiene, sleeping pattern, maybe doubt in their faith. And then oftentimes they give you an invitation. And this is the thing that happened to me when I went to his seminar the next day. I was invited into this situation in this person's life. Well, what does that look like? Can you just tell us a little bit about the invitation and then what do we do next? Well, let me just say that we always say at our trainings, whether it's our Safe Talk or Assist course, that you're probably, now that you're more alert, you're probably going to catch those invitations a lot easier than before you were trained. And that basically means someone who is feeling these thoughts is going to invite you into that with them. Exactly. And what do you do with an invitation? Mm -hmm. 
you respond, right? And so when your antenna is alert for suicide, you ask, what did you mean by that statement? Mm -hmm. And we ask clearly and directly, are you thinking of suicide? We don't ask, are you thinking of doing something stupid? Are you thinking of hurting yourself? Mm -hmm. No. No, because hurting could be cutting. So that's what you don't say. That's right. What you do say is you use the word suicide. Now, why don't people use that word suicide directly? Because they're afraid they'll put the thought into somebody's mind. Mm -hmm. Whereas, as I said a moment ago, consciously or unconsciously, people want. Because that part of them that wants to live is speaking out. Mm -hmm. And when we have those invitations to people around us, generally, we also have a belief, well, maybe Shug would catch on. Mm -hmm. Maybe Glenn would catch on. But if suicide is not even on our radar... How are we going to catch that invitation and know what to do? Mm-hmm. I think times people are afraid too. You oh, know, they yes. hear something as a listener and they're like, oh man, I can't go down that road with her or him. You know, I'm not, I don't deal with that. You know, let's just, I, I'll pray for you and I'll pray for you, you know. And then they walk away from this person. Um, I would really recommend that you guys go to uh, Safe Talk or uh, you also Google Living Works education and they'll be able to just equip you it's so simple as a matter of fact i just got this little card um, that i still today keep in my purse that you had given me glenn at that seminar and and it's it's handy it shows you the steps to go through it shows you what to do in case someone is feeling that way so why do you think people don't want to act on helping someone who perhaps is considering suicide well the big the big elephant in the room is stigma You know, people are afraid of the word suicide. And um, they're afraid when people are suicidal. And a lot of times, they're afraid afraid more for themselves than they are for the person who's struggling with thoughts. Like, how is this going to reflect on me if I get involved? Mm -hmm. Well, how it's going to affect you if you don't get involved is somebody could die by Mm -hmm. suicide. Mm -hmm. And so stigma is the big thing, but fear and a lack of training. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very interesting that psychologists, social workers are not trained to the same level. Honestly, Mm -hmm. this is hard to believe, but they're not trained to the same level as a crisis line worker Mm -hmm. who deals with this day in and day out and knows about, you know, how to ask the questions and how to listen to the story. Everybody wants to fix. Even if they ask the question, mm-hmm. we want to rush to fix. And that's not helpful either. It can feel dismissive or disrespectful. I am shocked and surprised as you share about the education that people have. And if you know of someone or possibly it's you and you feel like God has just forgotten you, I encourage you to call one of these helplines right now. one 800 273-TALK, T-A-L-K, or 8255. I'm going to say it again. 1-800-273-8255. Glenn, if someone is telling me that they are suicidal, what do I do next? I mean, that's the issue. Okay, you're looking at this person in the face. I strongly believe in God appointments, Mm -hmm. that God has brought you two together for a time such as this. Mm -hmm. So if someone says this to you, don't freak out. But instead, shoot up a bullet prayer and say, God, thank you for the opportunity to walk alongside this person. Boom. What do I do, Glenn? The biggest thing is, I think when people respond to the invitation, people want to tell their story. Mm -hmm. They want to tell how they got there. 
And there's this guy named Kevin Hines. He's a Golden Gate uh, Bridge suicide jumper. He survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh. And he tells his story that from the bus driver to people on the bridge, he said, if just one person would talk to me, and he was in tears, one person would talk to me, I won't do this. And then he said, when he jumped, immediately he said, oh, this is, I don't want to do this. So when we ask if somebody is thinking about suicide, that life part of them, the, the death part of them, wants to tell their story of how they got there. Mm -hmm. And so trying to fix too soon, give solutions too quickly, and believers trying to inject a lot of the hope that is within us mm -hmm. too soon, mm -hmm. it feels, as I said, like you're cutting off. But we believe in our training that as we listen to the story, the part of them focused on death, we believe that life will begin to emerge if we listen well. Mm -hmm. And now, also, when you're new to this, uh, you, don't, you, you feel like, I'm not a therapist, I'm not an expert. No, no, no. You're a human being. Mm -hmm. And so it's that listening to the story, most of all, that people want to share. Because in suicide, it's going round and around and around in their head. And finally, somebody's talking to them. And it begins to make sense when it comes outside of their head and they're talking to another human being. Mm -hmm. And if you're that person that they're talking to, they have found you to be safe to talk to. And when right. it happened to me within 24 hours of the seminar, um, for a moment there, I'm like, oh, no, okay, this is it. I'm alert. I know this is happening. And But then I remembered your words, Glenn, just listen. Mm -hmm. And I listened. Mm -hmm. And I asked, mm -hmm. are you suicidal? And I had an opportunity to uh, just give them the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the love of Christ, ladies and gentlemen, is not banging them over the head with a bunch of scripture. The love of Christ is getting the love thing right, and that's walking alongside them, listening well. I mean, this is what I learned from, you know, I'm no expert at anything, really, except for I know Jesus Christ, and I love him so dearly. And, and you know, I think the greatest thing that we can do, as Glenn has taught us in these classes, is to first listen and then act. Don't just leave it there. Right. And, you know, when you talk about the love of Christ, we've got a God who knows all these things. Yes, he, he knows people's stories. They don't have to tell them to him. Mm -hmm. And we have a God who suffered. You know, Christianity is unique in Jesus Christ becoming man, God becoming incarnate. There is one thing you cannot doubt about Christianity mm -hmm. compared to other world religions that God doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He came down to identify with us fully. And I think that's why I love suicide prevention. Because when you're trained, you can stand and be with somebody and be a human being and listen to that story and also listen for life to emerge. Mm -hmm. And when we have relationships with people, here's a problem with suicide and with men with depression. You know, high increase in in uh, men in their 50s and 60s here in Minnesota and na nationwide. You know, a lot of men have not achieved what they thought they would achieve. They've lost their marriages. They've struggled with addictions. Perhaps they're unemployed. This is very tough. And men will isolate. You know, and really, when you talk about suicide prevention, it's the first aspect 
of community. I, as a human being, am reaching out to you to, to, to form a community. Mm-hmm. It's safe. Mm-hmm. I want to help you. I want to really express care. Mm-hmm. And really, care is another word for love. Amen. You know, and, and so soldiers and veterans know that brotherly and sisterly love, you mm-hmm. know, from being under fire. Mm-hmm. But I also think we're, we're less human these days. And so when a person isolates, that when, that's when that suicide story is going round and round and round mm-hmm. and that failed belongingness and burdensomeness. And all of a sudden, it begins to make sense. Mm-hmm. But when that invitation is caught, and they begin to talk. They begin to really talk about death, but then life begins to emerge. Yeah. I'm glad that you said catch that invitation. That's just a great visual for me. They're going to invite you into this if they feel that you are a safe person. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you mentioned men, but I have encountered a lot of women. Yes. Uh, young youth, yes. as well mm-hmm. as elderly, women leaving prison. Right. Um, you know, and, and, you know, surprisingly, you think, oh, you're out of prison. All right, you're doing it. You're going to rock it. Right. No, now they're out of prison going like, who wants me? I mean, you know, I'm a felon now. Right. And I just love to see how God can make us whole again in Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, Amen. I, and, and to emphasize again, to come alongside these people in such a way where you're listening Romans twelve fifteen to 16 says, be happy with those who are happy. And this is the part I want you to catch on to and weep with those who weep. I mean, if they're suffering, sit alongside them and listen and allow um, that harmony to come between you. Glenn, it has been such a blessing to have you on here. Yes. What parting words could you have for our listeners today? Well, I would just say, talk to somebody you trust if you're having thoughts of suicide and if you're that person they talk to, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Just ask them clearly and directly about suicide. Listen to their story and take them to someone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you don't have to be the expert. You are not the Savior. The Savior is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus and the Holy Spirit has put you into that person's life. Take them to somebody who can help, a pastor, uh, someone in the community. There's great community resources mm-hmm. for and, helping with suicide. And I think that you had said as well that some organizations will come to you. You know, wherever you're listening from, whatever city you're in, it's just good to have that in your wallet. If someone can come to you, um, and can you just share a little bit about that? Because I know that um, some of the communities around here do that. Sure. There's mobile crisis teams, you know, and then if you call that 1-800-TALK, those crisis line workers can help you connect to local resources too, who can also do those next steps mm-hmm. after you've listened to the story for a while. So there's reinforcements on the phone. And like in some counties, these mobile crisis teams will drive to where you're at and talk. And they're trained mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do that well. Amen. Amen. Psalms thirty four eighteen says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have troubles. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have troubles. This is a fallen world. But the Lord delivers him from them all. I mean, amen for that. And if you have never said yes to Jesus Christ, perhaps you're feeling in that lost spot. Perhaps you're feeling dark and alone. Perhaps you feel like there is no way out of this pain. I got to tell you, Jesus came and died for you. And not only that, he rose from the dead and is on the right-hand side of the Father, interceding on your behalf. You can do this. 
perhaps this is the moment he's calling out to you saying, yes, invite me into your life. It's as easy as this. Father, I am a sinner. I ask you to come into my life. You lead me for the rest of my days. For I believe that Jesus died for my sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glenn, I can't thank you enough to coming on board and sharing with us about the challenges in suicide, that God has given you this calling, you and your family, actually. If you're curious about where to find out more information about what Glenn Bloomstrom is talking about, please go to Living Works Education online. Or if you'd like to donate to our ministry as we speak in the darkest prisons of the world, please go to himprisonministries.org and click on Donate. i got to tell you, if God has blessed you generously, he is expecting you to bless others as well. I love you. Until next time, this is Shugbury over and out.